0: Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the internet's favorite show about plastic surgery, health, and beauty. This is Nip Talk. Our topics for today: First off, the CDC just released some data about how dangerous is it—dangerous it, it is—to get plastic surgery in the Dominican Republic. You're not going to believe these statistics. And then, are facial fillers dangerous? A new viral video on social media wants you to think that they are, but the truth might say something different. And finally, Kim Kardashian gets roasted because of a video of her in a tanning bed. We're going to talk all about it, and it's coming up right
1: now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk, an honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, Beauty and lifestyle with your host plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman and your co-host entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk.
0: Welcome back everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us so much. I'm your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and with me is the amazing Sarah.
2: Hi. Hey. How you doing, Sarah? Good.
0: In the box, we got Travis. How are you, buddy? Happy I'm great. Friday. Great. How about yourself? Happy Friday. Doing good. See, I was just laughing during the intro about how we didn't have a show last week and I messed up my my cold intro. I, I mean, it's it. bad if we don't have a show. I just fall apart. Shake, got
2: chucked up there. Yeah,
0: yeah you I shake did. Off the rust. You I did shake off the, off the rust. Yeah, so shake off the rust. Uh, for those who watch every week, yeah, we didn't have a live show last week. I actually got COVID last week. uh nice. which Yeah, which was kind of a, a bummer. But honestly, and I don't want to make like light of COVID because I know some people it can be very dangerous. But for mm-hmm. me, I w- really was fine. I had like head cold symptoms, but of course, you know, I can't go to work. I can't come to the studio. You know, I have to, there's a set period you have to basically isolate yourself. And so what it did though, is it made me take six days off in a row, which I never rest. I never really do that unless like we're going on vacation. Then, you know, if you go on vacation, it's busy 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 so for like six days i hung out at the house i mean i you know watched movies played some video games did some work organized my t-shirt collection (laughs) uh yeah it was actually pretty productive um so i mean i I don't want to say that it was a good thing but i I made the best
2: of it yeah i know sometimes when you like are just like at the house for an extended period of time it can get like cabin feverish like the first day second day really cool third day you start to be like, you know it's funny um
0: i i didn't get that uh at least in that time frame i yeah. was just pretty content you know my wife went to the grocery store and, and i was cooking i did a lot of cooking i love to cook and so i had time so i was making all kinds of food and dope. um i mean i couldn't really hang out with my family you know but we would like sit on opposite sides of the room and watch tv and uh, dope. and thankfully my family didn't get it like they're all in the clear so that's good yeah i mean i i like i said getting COVID is not a good thing but i made
2: yeah, you made the best made of the it. best
0: of a bad situation. For sure. Yeah, no, so, but thanks. I missed you guys. I hated that we didn't do a show. I mean,
2: <laughs> it, was,
0: it was sad. I, this is yeah. like my Friday routine. I,
2: it is. Yeah. We
0: are back now. But we're back. Yes, <laughs> We're back with some good topics today. Actually, um, you know, this first topic is pretty crazy. And Travis didn't you, you on one of your other shows? You guys were talking about this, weren't you? Oh, uh-huh, we did this morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this uh, is a segment about the extreme dangers of getting plastic surgery in the Dominican Republic. Um, This uh, announcement came out from the CDC uh, yesterday. Uh, Apparently they've been compiling some data about Americans who went to the Dominican Republic and had plastic surgery, but specifically how many people have died from plastic surgery in the Dominican Republic. And this is only Americans. We're not talking about all of the other people across both Dominicans and other people in the Caribbean and and other countries who go there, this is strictly American. So from 2009 uh, up through either, I think it was 2023, uh, there were 93 American deaths from plastic surgery in the Dominican Republic. Now, and the question is, is that number high? I mean, obviously, 93 deaths is a lot. Yeah but, that's, yeah, but if you said, okay, there was 93 dress deaths across the entire world in 14 years, you'd be like, oh, well, that's like nothing. So, so I wanted to break this down and compare it to what your risk of death would be in the United States if you had plastic yeah. surgery. And, and, I, and I think that I got this pretty accurately. And so I made this little infographic uh, that I want to throw up here and I'll kind of talk about what it means. So so in the Dominican Republic, there were 93 deaths over the course of 14 years, and this is just strictly Americans. And so mm-hmm. the question next is, okay, well, how many Americans get plastic surgery in Dominica every year, right? Okay. Because if you want to talk about incident, you have to know not only how much you know, bad things happen, but how many did, you know, people got surgery that didn't happen to. So it's, it's a little hard to pin down exactly how many people go to the Dominica from the United States for plastic surgery, but I did find one study that it said there was over 1,000, Okay. okay? So I would suspect that they say it's over 1,000. There's probably not over 2,000. Okay. It, I mean, and, you know, we're guesstimating these numbers, but this was a research paper about medical tourism, and it said over 1,000 Americans every year go to the Dominica. So I estimated a number of 1,500 people go to Dominica every year from America for okay. plastic surgery. If you multiply 14 years by 1,500, you get a number of 21,000. Then all you have to do is divide the deaths into that number. So that gives you a rough estimate that for every 225 people that go to the Dominican Republic for plastic surgery in the United States, die. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's 0.44%. That number is insanely high, insanely high. The average death rate for elective plastic surgery in the United States is one per 300,000, 300,000. That means that the risk of death in the Dominican Republic from plastic surgery is just a unbelievably staggering 1300 times higher. Now, once again, I estimated, I I know the numbers for the United States. I estimated the numbers for Dominica based on some research Mm -hmm. uh, papers that I read, but wow, I mean, that's just, it blew my mind. I mean, I've always talked about how medical tourism is dangerous, Mm -hmm. but that is just off the chain. It's
2: like, I'm just trying to, like why like what is like what is like the benefit of going there i know like oh, cost that's it but it's just like so, on top of that you have to pay for somewhere to stay you have to right. pay for your flight
0: that's a great question and, and then I'm, it's I'm, like, glad you, that I'm glad you i'm glad you said that cuz that'll segment me right into why do people specifically go to dominican republic because dominican republic is even cheaper than other countries for medical tourism you know we talked about mexico i don't know a month or two ago when something bad happened in mexico with plastic surgery and i remember that i said that plastic surgery in mexico is 40 to 50 percent cheaper than it is in the united states in the dominican republic 80 percent cheaper like it is dirt cheap to go get isn't plastic. that
2: where cardi b is from i don't know is it I think it might be uh, She's from a Caribbean Chavis? place I think she I don't think it's Eight. Dominican oh Roma. it's not I think it's like, she's Hispanic yeah but I thought it was like Puerto Rico or something like that yeah I don't know I have to look it up I was just thinking because she's the one we who yeah her, because yeah, she's the one who had like the like the home home uh, stuff they use in like houses and she was injecting it into her butt oh,
0: oh right the silicone stuff
2: yeah yeah like you're caulking right yeah
0: it was silicone caulk yeah yeah i'm really just we just and i'm like
2: (laughs) that's why it's so cheap there
0: yeah so i think that's why dominican gets so much medical tourism and it's not just the united states there's people from all over the world that go there but Mm -hmm. but that's just insane that mortality rate is insanely high i mean when you talk about a number like 1300 times higher if there was a surgery center in the united states that had double the death rate of the surgery center down the street they would shut it down Yeah, This one's 1,300 times higher. And so, you know, the other thing about Dominican Republic is not just deaths, it's complications. I found a study that came out of Harvard, okay, and throw that next one up there I want to show. So you can look this study up, it's from the PRS, which is the Plastic Surgery Journal, 2018. And it was talking about all of the complications from plastic surgery medical tourism treated at this one specific hospital, which is like Mass General, it may not be Mass General, but it's the Harvard teaching hospital, forgive me for not remembering the, the name. Um, and the, the staggering thing that came out of this study is that they actually asked the people what countries they went to. So these are only people who had complications, okay? okay. 75% came from the Dominican Republic. Whoa, that's crazy because there's a lot of countries out there where you can go to get plastic surgery and 75% of the people that had complications came from the Dominican Republic. So. You know, it brings up the question of, okay, why is Dominican Republic so terrible as far as their safety record? Mm -hmm. I mean, and we've talked about, you know, medical tourism, and we'll recap that in a minute about why it's, you know, potentially dangerous. But I think in Dominica, and and there, you know, that was a question that was asked by a lot of these research papers I I was reading. With Dominica, they were talking about that there's just a lack of regulation. Yeah. Which is always the number one thing that we talk about. It, but just to show how ridiculous the lack of regulation is in Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. they were talking about one specific plastic surgeon who, you know, had a bunch of complications and deaths. And this was all before this study even started. Right. You know, yeah. this was like in the mid to er, or early to mid-2000s. This guy had lost his license in like 1999. And Dominican did not even stop him from practicing until 2005, despite the fact that he'd lost his license and he had numerous... Uh, episodes of patient deaths and complications.
2: Was he like an actual surgeon or was yeah, he just he was. like a regular
0: No he was. Okay. But that was another thing that they mentioned too is that one of the guys that's really popular down there, and we have this problem in the United States as well, that you get non plastic surgeons doing plastic yeah, surgery. Yeah that's what
2: I was that's what that's what my first thought was is like they're just like they might be a doctor but not right, a but plastic, not a plastic surgery. Yeah,
0: I mean we have that problem here in the United States yeah. and it's hard to even know in the United States you know, if your doctor is legit, unless you're educated and mm-hmm. you can do your research. But yeah, and in a foreign country, I mean, who knows? I mean, that's just, it's just, who, who knows? They, they might not be a doctor or they might be a doctor, but not be a surgeon. Or they might be a surgeon, but be a surgeon, like an eye surgeon. I mean,
2: yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, scary.
0: Yeah, I, I have to tell you that, you know, I, and you guys have heard me preach about medical tourism and how dangerous yeah. it is. Like these numbers just really blew me away. I mean, it's just, it's almost unbelievable You know, how dangerous it is to go to the Dominican Republic to have plastic surgery. I mean, a a death rate of one in 200, I mean, staggering.
2: I'm surprised that it's like legal for Americans to go there to get that. Hard
0: to regulate. I mean, you say you're going to, a lot of it, and that is another thing mentioned in some of these articles, is a lot of times people don't say what they're doing. You know, they say, oh, I'm going to Dominica for vacation. For vacation. And then they go and get surgery and come back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I know we've talked about this before, but just for people who haven't necessarily seen that segment, you know, risks of medical tourism. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dominican Republic is the number one place you don't want to go. But in general, you don't want to do medical tourism anyway. You know, some of the big reasons I've talked about: number one, regulation, and then yeah. that was mentioned, you know, earlier. You should in the make segment.
2: up a, like an acronym.
0: We should make up an acronym. You know, I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> we should. I'm gonna work on that, and next time we do a medical tourism <laughs> talk, I'm gonna have an acronym just for you. Yeah, uh, that is a good idea. Good. But no regulation number one. You know, you don't know if your surgeon's properly uh, licensed, uh, if they're certified, the facility. I mean, you know, we have all these regulations in the United States, and even here, I feel like it's not enough. I mean, I, I've been, you know, complaining about the, I guess the level of regulation for plastic surgery in the United States. In another country, who knows? Uh, a lot of times, these patients get too, many, too much surgery because it's so cheap. Yeah. You know, that's something you don't think about. A lot of these people get in trouble in other countries because they, they do all of this surgery at once. Well, how can they do that? Well, one, the surgeon's not telling them no, which is bad. And two, it's so cheap. I mean, it's not cost prohibitive to get four or five surgeries at once. Right. Uh, Language barriers are always a problem when you go to a foreign country. You know, even if I'm talking to you in English about surgery, I have to be very kind of clear and concise and make it simple. Otherwise, the medical terminology could be, not that and maybe not to you because you do have some medical background, but to the average person, you know, even just medical language can be hard to understand. If they're talking to you about medical language and English in their first language or they're going through a translator, I mean, you can definitely come into some issues. Uh, Poor doctor-patient relationship you know, you're not seeing your doctor ahead of time to kind of go over the plan. And a lot of times this is done over the internet.
2: Well, it sounds like they just are like, it's like a mill. It is,
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's a plastic surgery mill for sure. Uh, Post-op care is very limited because You know, for example when i do plastic surgery on a patient i really like to see them pretty regularly for a month mm-hmm. you know not every day obviously but i usually do three visits in the first month yeah just to make sure that they're doing okay because complications although they can arise right after surgery a lot of times arise later yeah and so what happens is people go to these countries they get their surgery they hang out for a couple days and you know some of them have complications right then but a lot of them don't until they get home and then did, that brings Did that up,
2: article say anything about the patients that actually died there or died in america
0: a lot of them died there and and we didn't mention this although i had written it down uh can you tell me what uh, the most common surgery they had was the pbl damn that's right yeah brazilian butt lift was the most common surgery that caused death yeah. uh of those patients in the dominican republic not all of them but um there definitely a was a very high number of, and, yeah, you know, it's, it's an issue of if you have a complication after medical tourism and you get back to the States, it can be hard to get someone to treat you. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of doctors, if you just call their office, they'll be like, yeah, no thanks. You know, go see your it's surgeon. It's like
2: trying to honor your, like,
0: like your a warranty, warranty you know, for another a company place. That's, yeah, yeah, for another company. Yeah. You know, a lot of surgeons don't want to do it. Um, you know, that's the first thing I'll say if somebody calls my office, they have a complication. Well, did you talk to your surgeon? Um, I'm kind of a, you know... A sucker and I'll see these patients and I do see a lot of medical tourism complications but a lot of doctors just won't have it they're just like nope not my problem
2: mm-hmm. and so it
0: makes it hard for patients so yeah but Scary. yeah so very interesting topic I uh, just want to give a quick uh, six second recap of this crazy crazy announcement from the CDC that came out yesterday about this staggeringly, staggeringly high number of deaths from plastic surgery in the Dominican Republic. It is 1,300 times higher than the death rate in the United States. That number is just unbelievable. So a uh, big warning to anyone considering doing medical tourism, the Dominican Republic seems to be very, very dangerous. They also have a very high complication rate based on some studies out of Harvard. In general, medical tourism is a really bad idea for multiple reasons, language barriers, um, lack of regulation. Uh, poor doctor-patient relationship. So avoid medical tourism. It's not good, but definitely avoid it in the Dominican Republic, based on this information from the CDC. So crazy stuff.
2: We should have had like an alarm. I know. When you post it on Instagram, you need to go whoop.
0: I know. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah, I just you know I I just once again can't say how crazy that number is. You know, I mean, wow, dangerous. I mean, I, I don't think people have any idea no i don't think people if you told somebody i don't
2: think when i think dominican republic i don't think dangerous plastic surgery You're right i just think i honestly think dangerous
0: i think dominican's fairly safe like as Is a country it? i think yeah. so i yeah. heard them they have actually bad roads I and mean, that i was reading something about i'm
2: like people say texas has bad roads <laughs> really <laughs> yeah
0: I think our roads are pretty
2: good yeah. Well and then, some people think they our roads suck. Just to confirm too, Cardi B is Dominican and Trinidadian. I oh, thought so. There you um, go, Sarah. You are right. all right? Yeah. And um that's prob I mean that's probably I mean I don't know if she lived there for a long time, but I mean, I don't know if that's like a part of the culture she, there to um, uh, maybe
0: to she indulge got those, in that. She kind got those of crazy stuff. injections, I think, in Florida though, uh, didn't she? We talked about it. I forget. It yeah, I don't on. remember. We'll she was yeah. just talking about how yep.
2: horrible she was like after the fact, how like how dangerous it was. Yeah. She was like, "Don't ever do it."
0: Yeah, I know. Do not get injections. <laughs> I remember that was funny. Okay, let's move on to another topic about safety, and this is one that Sarah brought to my attention. Thank you, Sarah. And yeah. this is a topic uh, revolving around are facial facial fillers dangerous? And so uh, this actually comes from a recent social media post. And Mm -hmm. if you're on TikTok, you may have seen it because this thing has millions and millions of views. And I uh, actually clipped it. So uh, Travis, can we roll this, uh, this TikTok announcement?
1: Guys, I think that we might be like watching human experiments almost happening in real time on celebrities and influencers and young women. We do not know as much about filler as we should. This is a video of two, like, board-certified plastic surgeons. One of them's also a radiologist, talking about how shocked they were to see, like, migrated filler and just filler lasting (laughs) years after it was injected. I think one of the patients I sent you had, I injected filler out here and it sort of migrated to the mid-cheek, um, or migrated
0: around the outside. So, after, it it took about four, I think it was four or five years ago we injected her.
2: Or I injected her four or
1: five years this is all stuff that needs to be looked into and over i think in the
2: next 10 years we're gonna Mm -hmm. come up with some very interesting stuff and find out a lot of new things that
1: are gonna have a few surprises yep that it's it's pretty scary so i mean i don't know about you but i don't love that a plastic surgeon who's been injecting women with filler for over 15 years is talking about how scary it is how much, we don't know this is also echoed by another doctor who said it's unclear what's going on with filler it's unknown whether after 10 or 20 years it's still maintaining the properties that it did when it was injected more studies are definitely needed are we the studies? like, millions of young women are getting this every 6 to 12 months like
0: So yeah, <laughs> so I mean the video. So I I watched her video, and then I actually found that YouTube video of those two guys uh, that were were talking about the filler, and I watched the whole thing. It was kind of painful to be honest, um, and and to be just totally blunt, like I didn't really think very highly mm-hmm. of those two guys after I watched their video. Um, I, I I think it's a lot of like hype over not. Really anything significant so yeah. the gist of what their video was talking about was that dermal filler can last longer than advertised, and they kept saying that dermal filler should last six months. I mean I tell our people at least the ones we use that you know twelve to eighteen months is kind of the target, but, but that's just a range I mean yeah I've had people that got dermal filler, and you can absolutely see that it it went away in like nine months yeah, and then I've had people that come in at a year or 18 months, 15 months, wanting to repeat their dermal filler. I'm like, look, your dermal filler's still there. Like it's, yeah. you don't need it yet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're saying, oh, well dermal filler, you know, lasts longer in some people, you know, cause we got MRIs to show that it's still there. I'm like, big whoop, like, okay. I mean, everyone knows that. Yeah. I mean, it's not anything new. I mean, we know that dermal filler can potentially last longer than the stated Rate. And mm-hmm. I was, so I just like to like, say, okay, well, that's nothing. Just because you're getting an MRI to prove it. I mean, I've gotten CTs on patients of mine for just random reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, somebody, you know, comes up with an infection and we're looking to see if, if, you know, there's an abscess and you can see the dermal filler and it's like, okay, cool. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, it's there. And the other thing that they were talking about is that they're concerned about dermal filler migrating. Now, What that basically means is you inject the dermal filler in one location and it spreads away from where you injected it. Mm -hmm. And and once again, I I say, duh. I mean, if you put the needle in and you unload the entire dermal filler into one spot, what happens was it'll take a path of least resistance, which if you get in the right plane, meaning there's layers of Mm -hmm. tissue like in your body, like skin, fat, fascia, more fat, muscle, or Mm -hmm. fascia and then more muscle. If you get into one of those little tissue planes, it can spread pretty easily. And, and we remember when we talked about the, the flesh-eating bacteria and the necrotizing fasciitis? Yeah. Why does it move so fast? Because it gets in a tissue plane, and it's mm-hmm. easier to move. So, yeah, I mean, dermal filler can move, but it, that's a technique issue. I mean, sure. don't dump the entire load of filler into one spot. Like, do smaller injections, so that way you're not, you know, potentially increasing the, the, the risk that it that it might migrate. And so, yeah, I mean, I watched these guys' video, and I was just like... <laughs> Okay, I mean you're not saying anything new. I mean, as a plastic surgeon who's been doing filler for, you know, 50, over 15 years now, okay. I mean, what you're saying yeah. is, is not wrong, but you know, the whole thing about, oh, in the next 10 years we're going to see these studies that, you know, are going to be bad. I mean, BS. I, I just don't believe it. I mean, you know, uh, I had to actually look up how long we've had hyaluronic acid fillers. Mm-hmm. i mean it's been over 20 years yeah and so uh i just want to kind of recap Well, one i wanted to address that video because i mean to me this is just people you know trying to post something controversial for clout
2: yeah you know? she did look different than she normally. oh yeah was.
0: right right that was kylie jenner yeah right she yeah. looked and like... honestly i didn't recognize her at first
2: yeah she she looked like she had just gotten something done, yeah. in my I mean, opinion. Honestly, like, her, like her under her eyes was like really uh, puffy. She'd, she'd
0: had Voluma or something. She had something sculpture. done like, yeah.
2: recently. That Which, made her I mean, face for her puffy. is not a
0: good thing because she's so young. I mean, a girl at her age doing all of that makes you look older. I mean, yeah. she looks like somebody in her 30s or 40s. Yep. I mean, not that she looks bad, but just that look of being filled.
2: Yeah, she it, looks mature. She like looks too mature. mature right? She doesn't for her look age. like
0: her age anymore. Yeah. And I'm gonna go, I wanna you know, go over that, but I, I just mostly wanted to address that video that's gone so viral and these two guys that everyone are like, I was reading the comments, like, oh, finally a plastic surgeon is telling the truth. I was just like, come on. I mean, so anyway, I, I did wanna pull some data on the safety of fillers. Uh, there's actually a really great study uh, from a few years ago uh, about it, it's kind of a, yeah, here it is. And so Rod Rorick, who is arguably, one of the most famous plastic surgeons around right now. He's actually from Dallas. I mean, I, we've talked just in passing on social media. Um, this is one of his studies, and I really think highly of him. He, he, he writes a lot about proper use of plastic surgery and plastic surgery techniques. So uh, you guys can pull this study if you want. It's basically looking at the uh, safety of hyaluronic acid fillers, and it goes over all the risks, which I'm gonna mm-hmm. kind of go over with you guys uh, right now. Uh, and, and there are other studies out there, but this one kind of hit, you know, most of the highlights. And so I, I would say that the first thing I would mention is, like, what do I think is the most likely risk of, of getting fillers? And and I think it's exactly what Kylie Jenner has in that, in that video is, I think, honestly, your biggest risk is getting bad work or getting overdone work. Yes. You know, I mean, we see that all the time. You know, how many times have, well, m- Madonna, remember mm-hmm. her fillers and then, who we talk about, you know, Courtney Cox at one well, point. Well, it's like,
2: it's easy to have done, right?
0: Yeah, and yeah. everyone's doing it. I mean, in you know, I think in the old days, you know, when I first started this, like, you had to be a doctor to do filler. Well, that's not the case anymore. There's yeah. nurse injectors, there's esthetician
2: injectors. I literally showed this video to my daughter, and she goes, my stepmom has those in her mouth, like, in her lips. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, Because I know. was watching it, and she was like, who's that?
0: And, and kind of going back to the, talking about being overdone. I do like fillers. Yeah. And 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 you know, they serve a
2: purpose. If they they're do, used but correctly. Like
0: the the way that fillers should be done is that no one should really know you have them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best filler work, is that no one realizes you well, have.
2: Well, that's the isn't it like the basis of plastic surgery. Right. Really? Yeah. The
0: best plastic surgery is a plastic surgery no one yeah. knows you've had. And so when I do fillers, I, I try to do, you know, a more conservative approach. Like if we're doing the lips, just make them look nice. Don't make someone look like Angelina Jolie. Yeah. You know, because that looks Fake, yeah you know and
2: except Aunt angelina Jolies are real right yeah her mouth is I, real i think
0: they are uh, yeah she's had those lips it, you can her look at her, she, her yeah when yeah. she was young um if you're gonna do filler in the cheek don't make someone look like madonna looked with the you know alien crazy alien shaped head i mean you know there, there's ways to do this right and that's where it comes to that that fillers are art mm-hmm. i mean i'm all about the artistry and plastic surgery let me tell you like Botox, there's a little bit of artistry to that, but there is a lot of artistry in fillers. Mm-hmm. And, and you can make them look fantastic or you can make them look terrible. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the whole trick if you're you know, a consumer wanting to get fillers, you have gotta find that person that's really good at them. You know, if people are walking out of their office and you're like, holy crap, you know, that person obviously has fillers. Then they're, I mean, I guess it's possible that that person asked for that. Because I, I have had times where someone comes in and wants a filler like lips and i do lips and i'm like oh man your lips look perfect and then a month later they come back and want more and i'm just like please don't do it you know but at the end of the day if they, somebody wants to do something just because i don't agree with it as long as it's not unsafe i will mm-hmm. you know so i've had a couple people that i've filled more than i want and they were fine they didn't have any complications but to me yeah. they, you could tell they had it done yeah um but talking about actually the more significant risks of fillers, because we don't really talk about this very often because the rate of complication is so low. I mean, most of the time when you hear about complications with fillers, it's not even necessarily complications, it's just bad work. Mm-hmm. You know, Somebody has to get hyaluronidase, which is the, oh, and then we should mention, high, so there is a way to dissolve fillers, it's called hyaluronidase. But let me tell you, in fift, over 15 years of doing fillers, I've used hyaluronidase zero times. Okay. If you are good you should not have to use this product. I mean, if there's some place where they're using hyaluronidase, like on the reg, avoid it, I mean, I I don't even carry it in my office Mm -hmm. because we've never had to use it. Mm -hmm. Now, when we open up our med spa, we're probably gonna carry it because then we have other injectors and whatnot, but but talking about the more, uh, I guess, more realistic risks or complications of fillers, You know the number one and looking and this comes from the rorick study i mean number one risk is probably bruising i mean you're sticking a needle in someone and there's a risk that they could get a bruise or a local reaction i mean like yeah the
2: inflammation yeah that's not
0: really the fillers fault you know if you get like a bruise just like the process Um, (laughs) talking about the most severe risk okay what's like a worst case scenario with filler well i mean worst case scenario of filler is blindness um now let me tell you the risk of blindness comes from injecting the filler into an artery and then getting retrograde flow back to the arteries of the eye and then having that form an embolus or a clot in the eye and killing those cells.
2: Does it have to be like really close to your... So the most
0: common sites that that happens is glabella uh, and then uh, the, the temporal area. And when I read that, I was like, why would anyone put filler there? I mean, that's not a place that we put filler. I mean, filler goes... Lips, very common nasolabial folds, uh, marionette lines, cheek area, and it's like you know, okay. I mean, yes, there are people out there putting filler in those locations, but not a lot. Yeah. And you know, the way to avoid that is it, it goes again back to like the migration. If you like put a needle in and you start dumping filler yeah if you if you hit an artery just right you could cause that filler to get in the artery Mm -hmm. but that's not the really the right way to do filler i mean it's better like if you're moving it around that way you're less likely to get it stuck in a blood vessel right so once again that stuff comes back to technique and and making good decisions um you know other risks uh, uh if you get uh filler into an artery there and it doesn't go back to the eyes you can get tissue necrosis i mean i've never seen that I mean, not even just in my patients, but I've never even heard of someone getting that. I mean, I think there's case reports of it, meaning this one person out of millions of people had it happen. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the rates of that's extremely low. I guess the last thing, kind of a late reaction, you can get a foreign body reaction to filler, meaning it's in there for a long time and your body's kind of like eventually like, okay, this shouldn't be here,
2: let's reject
0: it or attack it. And then in that case, you know, you'd want to use your hyaluronidase. Infection is also a risk, but once again, that's really, really low. So, yeah, I mean, in general, fillers are extremely safe.
2: Yeah, like what, so like if somebody is wants to go get fillers after like watching this, they're like, oh my gosh, like now I don't know if I want to. What? Like what's something that they can uh, like look for, like when they're looking for doctors? So, when I mean, for- you know, I'm always
0: going to say that having a doctor, especially a plastic surgeon or dermatologist can be very good at as well. Inject you is going to be your best bet. But realistically, that's tough. Like, for example, if you call my office and you say, hey, I want Dr. Herman to do my Botox or filler, my office is going to try to send you to one of our, our injectors mm-hmm. because it's hard for doctors to take that time to do it. It's not mm-hmm. cost effective. Now, I will do it for people, and I have some people that I routinely do fillers on. Um... So, I mean, finding a a surgeon to do it is great if you can. If you can't do that, then I think the best thing is to really vet the people that you're going to go to. Like, talk to them, ask them how long they've been doing it. Ask them to show you some results Mm -hmm. and have very clear communication of what it is you're looking for. And also, too, I think one of the most key points is... If you don't want to look artificial, you need to tell your person that. Yeah. You know, and if they're a good injector, they can give you filler to alleviate issues you might have, but not to a degree where someone else is going to know you've had it. Mm-hmm. Because once again, as I always said and you said earlier, the best plastic surgery or procedure is the one that no one knows you have. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, you know, vetting your people is, is important. Um, I mean, nowadays, a lot of these injectors have befores and afters, you know, even our people have their own Insta yeah. and have their befores and afters. So yeah, I mean, if you go to someone's social media, and, and, I mean, I don't think people are stealing fake befores and afters. I think, you know, for the most part, they're legit. You know, look at the befores and afters and see if you like them. Yeah. You know, if they look like, you know, Madonna looked at the Grammys or whatever, then, you know, be, be aware, yeah. right? <laughs> so. so, yeah, I think that whole, that whole video that was posted is, is kind of nonsense. I mean, it's yeah. good to talk about fillers and what are the risks, but that video is all about hype and, you know, making something out of Yeah, thing.
2: trying to yeah. get people scared.
0: Yeah. Right, I agree, so. All right, cool, fillers. That was a good comment. I don't think we've ever actually talked specifically about filler complications. Mm-mm. That was good, thank you, you found that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I have people nowadays, like I, almost every single day, somebody I know will send me something they found
2: yeah, so I found Bible. like a new, like a. Yeah. Send him my way if you see A him. plastic surgeon guy that does TikToks, like more of like a. He uh is making like funny TikToks. Have you seen that guy? Which one is it? I don't know. He's like, he kind of looks Hispanic and he's always wearing his scrubs.
0: You'll have to send it to me. I mean, a lot of those guys He makes guys funny I know, ones. Because, you know, I used to do those. Mm-hmm. I mean, forever. Like, this is how the show got started. Is I was actually pretty big on TikTok. I think I have 150,000 followers, which is not huge, but not insignificant. No. And I just got kind of disillusioned with TikTok. I'm gonna go back to it. Um, yeah, I just haven't been focused on other platforms. Yeah. So, Yeah, you'll have to send me, if you see something, send it to me.
2: I'll send you that. If guy. you
0: guys out there see something interesting and you want me to talk about it, please send it to me. You can either send it to my Insta uh, or you can write in a comment on one of our YouTube videos. I mean, if you find something interesting, I'd love to talk about it,
2: mm-hmm. so
0: cool. All right, let's move on. Last segment. Our girl Kim Kardashian. Did you hear about this?
2: Well, I saw her video. She's like, yeah. "I'm a Kardashian. I she, have this." Kim
0: Kardashian got roasted. I mean, roasted on social media. For having her last tanning week. bed. Uh, and so this segment is about Kim Kardashian and the risks of tanning beds. Yeah. And so this all stemmed from a video she made on TikTok, which. I don't know. Let's, I, I, I clipped part of it, so we're going to watch it. I just I just want to know what you guys think about it. So let's roll that video, Trevor. Show us the video we're talking about.
1: I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course, I have all my magazine covers covering my walls. I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course, I have my mannequin with my
2: custom measurements in my glam room. I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course, I have my beauty campaigns on loop on a big TV wall. I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course I have 3D models my brain and my plane in my
1: office. I'm Kim
2: Kardashian. Of course I have a tanning bed. And a red light bed. <laughs> in my office. So I, I don't even know what a red light bed is.
0: Uh, is that, that for like therapy. wrinkles and yeah, stuff? Yeah, it's like red light therapy for your skin. Yeah. Oh, okay. We briefly...
2: on that, that, that is, does that? I didn't know there cancer? was red light
0: beds. I mean, does that that's...
2: cause cancer or anything? Or is that more for like...
0: I'd have to look, to be honest, like, I, I don't think the red light is, is harmful, it's the, the UV lights from the tanning bed is what we'll talk about. What do you guys think about that video, like, is that, does she do that a lot, like, I'm Kim Kardashian? No,
2: it's a trend.
0: Oh, it's a trend?
2: Yeah, so you could be like, I'm a doctor, of course I'm gonna do this, And is it supposed blah, blah. to be funny
0: or serious? Yes, it's supposed to be funny. Oh, it's supposed to be funny? Yeah. Uh, to me, it just seemed very kind of braggy, braggadocious, or... I,
2: but uh, yeah, I think that was the point.
0: Oh, that's the point?
2: Yeah, she was being sarc- sarcastic.
0: Oh, it doesn't, I mean, it didn't come off that way to me. Yeah. I, it felt like, to me, she was, like, kind of being, like, serious it's about it. It's not,
2: yeah. No, it, she, was, uh, she was definitely being sarcastic, in my opinion. She was just following the trend.
0: Okay, so maybe, and that's maybe because I don't get on TikTok as much as I used to. and so, Yeah,
2: it's definitely a social media thing that is has it? taken over. Yes. So it's
0: supposed to be? Like
2: it's supposed re- to be stereotypical things that, like, people so, do. So, like, you could do one that says, like, I'm a plastic surgeon. Of course I keep you know. Botox in my
0: fridge. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something okay. like that. And you open the like fridge right and it's full of Botox. Stuff that,
2: like plastic surgeons, of course I do my own Botox or something, like something okay. silly like that. All
0: right. All right. Um, I just yeah. had seen that and I was just like, uh, I, I guess I, I'd miss that trend. So yeah. you guys got to keep me on speed now. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It'd be like if <laughs> I did should... it
2: too, I'd be like, I'm a CrossFitter. Of course I don't shut up about it.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Okay. So <laughs> I'm glad you guys got me up speed. I was just yeah. like, what in the world is this video? Um, I guess I just have to get back I on I
2: did TikTok. think it was weird though that when I watched, because I watched the whole thing yeah. and I was like, oh, this, uh, she's just being funny. But I was kind of like, why did she say she has a tanning bed?
0: Well and so like, yeah, I mean so she obviously Like
2: everybody that's like saying Yeah, like i of
0: course, like I, smoke, of course smoke I smoke of course I smoke a pack of cigarettes yeah. a day. I'm <laughs> like, uh yeah, so she got move. like she just got skewered in her comments by everyone and their grandmother was like <laughs> she
2: I don't even think she can go in a tanning bed. She has like um a skin Psoriasis. Yeah, she has skin So issues. So after
0: getting roasted in her comments for several days and everyone like, you know, doing the what is it the clips where you tag somebody on, yeah. like the what do they call it the merge what is it on TikTok where you
2: Oh yeah 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 you I link
0: know. it's not link but anyway
2: yeah they they, they respond of? to it I, f- I forget what it's help
0: called me, too Don't be a life for <laughs> <laughs> What is it on TikTok stitch yeah a stitch okay. everyone's stitching stitch. Kim Kardashian know, all, guessed it. all these doctors or like oh you're horrible blah blah I, you know honestly so she came out a few days later saying oh why I just do it occasionally for my psoriasis, which was total BS because that's not in any form or fashion how you treat psoriasis. You don't treat psoriasis with a tanning bed. I feel
2: like that would hurt it.
0: But, you know, honestly, and I'm going to first come out and say tanning beds are bad. Yeah. But
2: two, come on,
0: world. Like, you're going to just use this time to roast Kim Kardashian about...
2: There's so many other things that she does to her body that are probably way more dangerous. Yes. Or has done to her body.
0: You know, I mean... Yeah, it was kind of silly of her to do that, but honestly, it was brilliant because now who are we talking about today? Yeah. Kim Kardashian. Like everyone... I mean,
2: she is the queen of all pub- publicity. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, she
0: probably did that on purpose. Probably. She probably did it on purpose. And uh, yeah, and so like, I just, I don't know. I felt like everybody was just dogpiling her because like, oh, I can get one over on Kim Kardashian by saying she's a bad person for using a tanning bed. And mm-hmm. just That seemed like how that whole thing went down. So, I mean, not to that Kim Kardashian is defending by me, but
2: yeah. I was kind of like,
0: eh, come on people. Yeah, everyone in their grandmother knows that tanning beds are bad, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like a secret. I mean, it's like cigarettes. Who out there doesn't know that cigarettes are bad for you? Yeah. I mean, tanning beds are bad for you. So anyway, uh, I thought that was a, a very interesting how everyone went after her. Um, and so, you know, I just wanted, I don't know if we've ever talked about tanning beds. We've talked about, you know, risk of sun exposure. I mean basically tanning beds and sun exposure are on equal footing although uh, tanning beds actually are a little bit worse and so uh, of course you know I like data so I pulled some some data on tanning beds and so the question are tanning beds safe the answer is absolutely not, um, but like, you know, is it as dangerous as going to uh, the Dominican Republic for plastic surgery? I mean, no, not, not even close. No, not Based really. on the segment <laughs> from earlier. So so if you go to tanning beds regularly, what is your risk? Okay, so well, I pulled some research. Uh, your risk of squamous cell carcinoma, so that's skin, like your kind of garden variety skin cancer goes up by 58%. I mean, that's not insignificant. I mean, that's, you know, fairly high. You know, it's kind of on par with, you know, uh, like prolonged sun exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, risk of basal cell carcinoma, which is a less aggressive type skin cancer, goes up by 24%. Here's a pretty staggering uh, fact that I found from one research paper that showed for um, patients, uh, oh, sorry, that's just one. So the melanoma goes up by 75%. That's if you use a tanning bed less than 35 years old. And the follow-up to that was a one study that showed that in this big collection of women who had melanoma, who all were less than 30 years old, which mm-hmm. is very young, to get melanoma? 97% of them use a tanning bed. 97% Yikes. of women less than 30 years old who got melanoma have used tanning beds. Whoa, that's crazy.
2: Well, tanning beds was like a part of my like. I used tanning beds, up.
0: and I'm a dude. Like, I mean, we never we didn't think about these things when we I couldn't use them.
2: They, oh, you couldn't use Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh. I literally, um, time I'd get in them, my skin would, like, I'd get a horrible rash.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. the heat rash or whatever? hmm. So, I mean, I, you know, obviously we were dumb 20, 30 years ago. I mean, I used to go to the tanning beds in the spring to get, like, a little bit of tan so that I wouldn't burn in the
2: mm-hmm.
0: blazing Texas heat. Uh, but, you know, obviously we're smarter now. We know that. I wouldn't do it today. Yeah. But, I mean, how many people go out and get in the sun? I mean, and, and not wear sunblock, you know? I mean, a, a lot of people yeah. do it. I mean, you shouldn't do it, obviously. It's bad for you. Uh, so um, comparing tanning beds to the, to the sun, uh, I did find one study that said that tanning beds have 12 times more UVA so there's UVA light and UVB so UVB is the light that gives you the actual sunburn mm-hmm. UVA is the light that actually damages your your skin and can potentially cause cancer so tanning beds have 12 times more UVA light than the sun um so that basically would tell you that it's actually worse for you to go to a tanning bed yeah. than it is to be out in the sun
2: it just sounds to me it just seems like you're just putting yourself in like a contained it's, a, it's just hard like, too
0: because you know you, you when you're young you don't like think about these things you're like oh yeah i know I, yeah i
2: know i like begged yeah. my mom for me to like go into a tanning bed for like prom or for like oh, some really? kind of banquet so yeah. i'd look tan for uh-huh. right. whatever and right. i'm like how silly i'm naturally like have olive skin yeah you have a so very I'm nice like <laughs> so yeah. i'm like i don't know what i was doing
0: well i mean it was just it,
2: part of the the trend to do that yeah. and i remember my friends would get like the little put the stickers on their like their mm-hmm. hip bone right and have like yeah. a little
0: pale spot or whatever mm-hmm. the sticker was yeah yeah i mean it was a different time growing up back then and people did all kinds of stuff that i mean everyone smoked i mean yeah you know, we're, I mean, we've gotten smarter but you know tanning beds are still a thing and yeah they're bad for you I yeah mean, i don't know how
2: palm beach tan's still in business because people still go tan. I know. But know. they have spray tan now.
0: Yeah, right. And so. And I've heard
2: spray tan is, some, is a little bit um, not too good for you either. Oh, really?
0: The chemicals? Yeah.
2: I hadn't heard that. Uh, if you breathe in there. If you
0: breathe in. Well, of course
2: okay. you have to because you're in there for like five minutes yeah. or four or however many times you turn. So
0: that is a good alternative to tanning in the sun or yeah. tanning a tanning bed is the it's spray, spray i think it's
2: not i mean definitely not as dangerous yeah. as a tanning bed but i've heard some some possible like harm that i'll have can to look
0: happen. that up that's a that actually might be a good topic to look up yeah. the spray tans the, you know and the last thing i'd say about the whole you know being in the sun or tanning beds uh, aside from cancer which is obviously is bad the other thing that that these things do is it ages your skin you know i sure. i have people come in the office uh all the time and i, I look at their skin and I'm like oh you've spent a lot of time in the sun right i mean i can instantly look at someone's skin and tell that you know and every I, i'm not wrong you know people will say yeah you know because i can recognize sun damage in skin you know it it looks more aged uh it doesn't you know look it doesn't have that kind of glow you'll get sunspots. Mm-hmm. so you know once again these are things that are hard to Wrap your head around when you're young, you're like, oh, well, you know, who cares what I look like at 30. I mean, that's, I'll be old then, right? People (laughs) say stuff like that. Then next thing you know, you're 50. Um, But uh, it is true that, you know, sun exposure and tanning beds for sure ages your skin. So if you want to look young into, you know, your middle age or even older, you know, avoiding sun and tanning bed as much as possible is a good thing.
2: Yeah. So,
0: but yeah, that was kind of interesting. I think she did it on purpose yeah i mean she had to know she's not stupid she had to know that when she put that tanning bed in that video that everyone was going to talk about it
2: yeah i'm surprised she wasn't like i'm kim kardashian of course i still have my sex tape or something like
0: (laughs) of course i watch it yeah of
2: course i watch it every night (laughs)
0: i mean you know i should do a like a plastic surgery one and have something ridiculous like yeah I'm a plastic surgeon, of course I smack or smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. Yeah. And, and like be smoking and just like let everyone just oh my god, you're a doctor. Like, let I me mean do that. And just make it totally stupid and see if it, you know, goes viral and gets five million views. As they say, there's no such thing as bad publicity.
2: That's right. So
0: all right, cool topics today. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's about all the time we have for today. Please leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Thank you so much for watching Nip Talk. We'll be back next week.